The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day. And I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them and we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get texted by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. You got to have the resume and the track record before you can start demanding or commanding people to do what you want them to do. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. The reason most people don't reach their goals in life is not because they never ask themselves what they want. Most of you do that. It's not because they're not willing to do the work. Most of you do a whole lot of that. It's because they never ask themselves the third key question, which is, who do I need to be? I wrote a book called The Mirror of Motivation that is all about asking and answering that question of and for yourself. That's why it's called the mirror of motivation. In that book, you're going to learn who you need to be as a person so that you can go get into that right energy, then do what you need to do, and then you'll be able to reach your goals and have what you want to have. And that sounds like the missing link in your process. And let me give you a hint. It is the missing link in your process. I'll give you a free copy of the mirror of motivation. All you have to do is cover the shipping and just go to mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. I will give you a free copy of that book so you can ask yourself the key question that you have never asked yourself, that most people never ask themselves, that will make all the difference in your success. Mirrorofmotivation.com. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there 
even when the success you expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is do not play on anyone's B team. But before we get started, before we get into this subject, let me remind everyone or inform you. I send out a text every day guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point to start your day. I call it the daily motivation. I send one out every week, also called the Monday motivation. You can join my text community for free by texting me at 305-384-6894. Once you text me, we'll tell you what your options are for being in our text community. If you don't get an immediate response from us, we're still working out some tech difficulties with the texting mechanisms, which we don't have full control over, but it will get fixed. So text anyway. So even if you don't get an immediate reply, we will catch up and get back to everybody once things get back to where they're supposed to be. Secondly, work on your game university. That is the place where I do all my coaching. It's the only place I coach anyone directly. Any of you want to be coached by me, there's only one way to do it. So we make it very simple. So you don't have a paradox of choice. Or you only got one way to do it. Go to work on your game You can see everything that our program and what our whole system is about. You can click on a button right there on that page. It'll take you to a place where you can schedule a free game session. That's a free call. We call it a game session you have with us. We want to find out who you are, where you're at, what you're working on, what's in your way. And if we feel like you'd be a good fit for us and that we could actually help you, we'll tell you how it works from there. Again, that's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Now, getting into this subject, don't play on anybody's B team. Now, this subject does have an asterisk after it. When I say don't play on somebody's the B team, the B team is kind of like when I was in maybe 12 or 13 years old, I remember I was going to play on this recreational league basketball team and the head coach in the neighborhood, the head coach said, because we had a bunch of players who had tried out for the team. So let's say there were like 25 of us. And the coach said, well, we're going to have two different teams. He didn't call it the A team and the B team. He called it the home team and the traveling team. He called it that. It was like a kind of just a word game that he was playing, just a verbal sleight of hand. So you didn't feel like you were a lower status player. But he said the, the home team we said, first, no, the traveling team is going to be certain players where we're going to travel around and we're going to play games against other teams, other recreation centers, and we will travel to the games. And the home team is going to be the other players where y'all are going to play in the games that we play here at the local recreational center. In other words, he was making sure everyone understood there was a delineation between the traveling team was where the players were actually good and the home team was all the bummy players who he didn't want to cut them, but he wanted to give them an opportunity to still be involved so they could be on the quote unquote home team. That was the B team. I don't think I know I had been designated for the B team at that time. I don't even think I stuck around because we ended up having a game. I do remember this. Actually, I did stick around a little bit and we ended up having a game and where our team was playing, but I never actually got in the game. I never got a chance to play in the game and I shouldn't have got a chance to get in the game because I was a bum at that time. I could not play basketball at all. And I, I ended up just not playing on that team anymore. But that was a B team. So when I say a B team, that's what I mean. That means like you're not one of the main people that the team wants or needs or values. And if you find yourself in that situation in life, you should probably go find a different team to play for to where you would be on the A team. All right. That's the general concept here. But as I told you, this topic has an asterisk after it. So listen to everything I'm going to say in full context. Don't just take that point and go run with it. One of the most important aspects, folks, of creating success in life is having Leverage. What does leverage mean? In simple terms, my own words, it means getting more results from the same amount of effort. Okay. So, for example, if I wanted to get from Miami to Los Angeles, I could walk there. Technically, I could walk there. And if I was to look this up, any of you ever used Google Maps? 
Google Maps actually will. They used to be really creative with this. If you were to Google, you're in the United States, for example, and you were to Google how to get somewhere in Europe, the map would tell you to swim. It would say swim this amount of time and then get off and take a plane and ride. It used to say it doesn't do it anymore. It used to. I think they took that off. I think they thought it was a funny little quirk, but they don't do it anymore. But now if I was to walk to Los Angeles from Miami, Florida, where I currently am, it would take 42 days and 18 hours, according to Google Maps. So I would walk all the way up through the state of Florida. I would cut through a small piece of Georgia through Alabama, Mississippi, a little corner of Tennessee, Arkansas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, some of Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and then finally up through the, the southern part of California, and then I'd be in LA. That would take me 43 days to get there if I was to walk. If, however, I got a little bit smarter and I decided to take public transportation to get there, I could take, according to what this is saying, a bunch of Greyhound buses. It could get me from Miami to LA in three days. So it gives me a little bit more leverage if I was to take the train. Also, I forgot about taking a bike. I could bike there and it would take 10 days. It's actually not that long, 10 days on a bike. Not bad. Or I could get in a car and not taking a bus, but an actual car that I have control over. That would take me one day and 15 hours. That's a little bit more leverage. Or I could just get on an airplane and fly. And that would take me about, I've flown from Miami to LA before, maybe four or five hours, something like that. So depending on which method that I use, I give myself more leverage to get more results from actually less effort, not the same amount of effort, but actually less effort because Getting on a plane and flying from Miami to LA takes less effort than walking 43 days from Miami to LA. So this is one of those ways, paradoxically, folks, that working harder is not necessarily the key to your success. Sometimes you got to work less and you just got to find a better way to use less effort to get more results. That's what leverage is about in a general sense. I'm saying all that to make my bigger point here, to frame our bigger point here, that all of these methods are traveling, walking, taking a bike, taking a Greyhound, taking a car, taking a plane. They are all different methods of traveling, but the plane creates more leverage than the walking, even though we get to the same outcome. The whole point for this episode is for you to understand that your best leverage in life is to be somewhere where you are a member of the A team. And it doesn't have to be a team situation. When I say team, I just mean where you are a person who is you are highly valued when you show up. People really want you specifically to be there and they want what you bring to the table specifically or they don't just take anything. They want you personally. They want you. And that's where you're an A-team member. You want to be in those places because your value is so much higher in those places than in the places where you're a B-level player. Even though there may be more opportunities to be a B-level player, you get more ROI from the places where you're an A-level player and a few A-level opportunities are going to be worth more than a whole bunch of B-level opportunities. Again, as a general rule, okay? You want to place yourself where you're an A-team member, where you are most needed, most wanted. You can provide the most value. Value is relative, by the way. So value is relative to who wants it, not what you think about yourself, but who wants it. And I want to be clear, there are some exceptions to this. And that's why there's an asterisk in this title. I'm going to cover all of that in today's points. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is do not play on anyone's B-team. This concept, Assumes one thing. And if this assumption is wrong, then you should not follow what I'm going to tell you here today. Here's the assumption. It assumes that you have the skill and the resume to actually assume the stance that I am talking up in today's episode. Meaning you have to actually have the ability to be an 18 player somewhere, anywhere for somebody. If you don't have that ability yet, 
then you should not follow what I'm saying here. All right, you need to go work on your game and get better. All right, you got to be good enough to be an 18 player somewhere, somehow for someone in life in order for this to make sense. Okay, if you don't have that, stop what you're doing right now. Again, that's why I put the asterisk here. All right, so I'll give you an example. I knew a woman who was a professional speaker and she had a certain fee that she would charge for every professional speaking gig that she would do for a keynote speech. And she had gathered enough experience and she had enough of a proven track record to where she only had one fee. So she didn't have different fees for different types of sessions. So any of you who knows anything about the professional speaking world, you know what I'm about to explain. If you don't know much about the speaking world, I'll explain this and it'll help make this point even more solid. So in the speaking business, any of you who's ever been to a conference, you notice that sometimes you have the general sessions or often in, as speakers, we talk about it, we call it the keynote. A keynote speech is when Let's say you ever go to a conference and they have like breakout rooms where there's like 10 different people speaking at the same time. You just get to pick which room you want to go into. That's when we break out the audience and let everybody just pick and choose where they want to go. And there's 10 concurrent sessions going on at the same time. Those are called breakout speeches. For speakers, we call those breakouts. And the keynote is the speech when there's only one speech going on for all the attendees at the same time. And everybody gathers in one big room and only one person is talking. There are no other options to listen to anybody else talk at that time except that one person. That's called the keynote speech. Now, often in the professional speaking world, a keynote speech and a breakout speech are viewed differently. They are valued differently because just think about it. If I'm running a conference, let's say I put together a conference, I put together the work on your game conference and I want to hire you to be my keynote speaker. The money that I'm going to spend on the keynote speaker is going to be more than the money I spend on each of the breakout speakers, because the keynote speaker, I'm getting everybody at the whole conference because it's just them. So they're probably a bigger name, more important, or just they're just the best choice that I wanted for my conference. Whereas the concurrent speakers, it's not that they're not good because I did choose them as well. But at the same time, it's 10 of them happening at the same time. So my attendees are only going to get one of those 10 people no matter which one they pick. They're only getting 10%. The only 10% of the audience is going to see any one of them because everybody's split up amongst all the different rooms. So usually in a professional speaking world, a speaker will have a keynote fee and they will have a breakout fee. So let's say your keynote fee was $10,000 to keep the math simple. You may charge $10,000 for a keynote, but if someone calls you and says, well, you want you to do a breakout session, you might say, okay, well, my breakout rate is only 5000 Now, I don't know if every speaker does that these days, just to let you all know, I don't do this. All right. I have one fee. I do the same thing that my friend that I'm referring to here did. And when this is early in the game, this is when I was very early in the speaking world before I'd even gotten paid for a speaking gig. And she was explaining to me what she was doing. And she was kind of telling me the mindset behind what she's doing. That's what I'm borrowing and telling you right now. And she got to the point because she had enough experience and a proven track record that she only had one fee. And most of her speaking business came from incoming business. They were calling her. She wasn't calling them. And you have more leverage when they're calling you than when you're calling them, by the way. And they would call her and ask her, hey, can you do a breakout at this event? She said, sure, I can do a breakout. But you understand my fee is my fee. Like, you are going to pay me as if she's, you're going to pay me. My fee is the same amount no matter what I'm doing. If you want me to come talk for five minutes, here's the number. You want me to come talk for an hour? Here's the number. You want me to talk for an hour twice in the same day? I'll do it. Here's the number. And the number was the same no matter which one. That's leverage. All right. When you have enough of a resume with the person who is looking at you. All right. And again, understand that the resume is not what you think. It is what you think. Part of it is what you think because your posture comes from what you think about yourself. But this is really about relative to the people that you're serving and the people who are asking for you, the people who want you. As long as they see you as valuable, they will give you what you want when you have what they need.
So what they need, again, is relative to what they think, not just what you think. Your posture is about what you think. No, so all of it works together. Don't uh, get these completely separated. So if you wanted her to come do a breakout session for 30 minutes, she would do it. But you paid the same fee as if she was given a two-hour keynote speech to the whole conference. And because of her track record of results and reputation, she was able to command this and get it. And let me not discount the fact that she also had the confidence and the posture to stand on this demand. Now, because this was a demand that she was making. It's not like she had to go yell at somebody to get it, but she was willing to stand on it. And any of you don't not understand what I'm saying here, when it comes to business language, what this means is if someone would have said, well, listen, miss, we understand that your fee is, let's say, 10000 but we only have 5000 So can you do it for 5000 Her answer would have been no. You go find somebody else for 5000 If you want me, you're going to pay me 10000 That's posture. And that takes a high level of confidence. You have to believe in yourself at a certain level in order to be willing to walk away from something because it's not all of the something that you want. And again, this is why I put an asterisk in this title. I am not telling all of you to go and start doing this right now. Some of you may be in a position where, look, if someone says they got 5000 you should take the 5000 And I'm not saying that my friend here would always say no to the 5000 It depends on the situation. She is a person who also, I remember her telling me this. She said, Dre, if anybody asks me to do something that's for kids, like high school and under, I'll do it for free. You don't have to pay me anything. And she would. So I'm not saying that this, you apply this just blindly to everything that you do, nor should some of you shouldn't apply this at all. all right? But I'm just giving you the information so that you have it. And maybe a year or two or five from now, you can come back to this episode when it more aptly applies to you and your situation and where you're at. So again, you must be in position to do this. This is not for everyone to just go do right now just because you heard Dre say it on his show. All right. So you may not be able to pull this off if you don't have the results and reputation to command this kind of response. Now, without a track record, you can't pull this off. So this goes back to you producing results consistently and building up a track record of said results, i.e. a resume. This puts you in a position to take this stance. So make sure you're not putting the cart before the horse, as they say. You got to have the resume and the track record before you can start demanding or commanding people to do what you want them to do. All right. So all of the, there's a process to this and it doesn't have to be a long process, but it must be a strategic process. Not always the same. Introducing AG1, newest sponsor of Work On Your Game, the all-in-one daily supplement that takes your health and well-being to new heights. Now, you know me as a pro athlete. I'm very meticulous about what I put in my body. I still perform every day as an athlete. I got to make sure I'm putting good stuff in me. So AG1, has a powerful blend of 75 essential vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, and it is designed to provide comprehensive support for your body and your mind. So imagine having a personal army of health experts working tirelessly to optimize your well-being. That is what AG1 is. It's a synergistic combination of prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, adaptogens, and more, which means what? It means there's a bunch of stuff all working in harmony to fuel your body with the nutrients it craves. So say goodbye to the hassle of taking multiple supplements, get rid of that medicine cabinet that you have in your kitchen right now with all those pills, and embrace the simplicity of AG1, which is literally one scoop of this stuff with eight ounces of water in a shaker bottle that they provide, and that's all you need every day. But that's not all. There's more. When you try AG1 today, you'll receive a fantastic offer. Here it is. You're going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, which is a vitamin nutrient, vital nutrient, for strong immune system and strong bones, along with five free AG1 travel packs with your first shipment. This means you'll have everything you need to take AG1 on the go and never miss a beat in your health routine. If a comprehensive solution is what you need 
from your supplement routine. Then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and let's unlock the power of AG1 for a healthier, happier you. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is do not play on anyone's B team. Number two. Go where you are adored, not where you are ignored. This means that you want to place yourself in places where you are, number one, highly sought after. It means people are looking for you specifically, not just a person, but you. Number two, you are actually wanted. They value the fact that you are there. Number three, where you can produce a high level of results relative, again, for the people who are in the room. And number four, where what you bring to the table is actually appreciated. This is what you want to find. If you can find all of these in one opportunity, you can name your price and you'll get it. Shall I give you that list again? The four things you need. All right. If you want to be able to name your price, here are the four things you need. Number one, where you are sought after, meaning people are coming to you. In other words, they're calling you. You're not calling them. They're calling you. Number two, they want you there. Usually if they're calling you, they want you. Number three, the value you produce is at, of a high level. This is relative to the people you're serving. This is not what you think, it's what they think. Is what you're offering very valuable to them? All right, when I was teaching basketball players who didn't know how to dribble, how to dribble, it was very valuable because they needed that skill and I had it. All right, so they came looking for me. And number four, where what you bring to the table is appreciated. Because sometimes you can be giving people something that they need, but they don't really appreciate it because they don't really want it. And you ever given somebody something that they needed, but they didn't really want it, so they didn't really appreciate you, even though you were giving them something that they needed? Yes, all of us have been in that situation. So understand that need and want don't always go together. Needs and wants don't always go together. Sometimes people need something and you give it to them, but because they didn't really want it, they are not appreciative of the fact that you gave it to them. And guess what? When people don't really appreciate what you're giving them, they're probably not going to be willing to pay you that much because <laughs> they don't even appreciate it. They don't even want what you gave them. Everybody understand this? So that's why even though these sound kind of simple, when you think about finding all of these in the same place, it's not always so easy. But once you start knowing how to look for these and you find a couple, now you know what to look for. You know to start noticing the patterns. And these are the places that you should focus all your energy because this is where your highest return on investment will, will be. So if you find yourself too often in places where you are being negotiated down, where your value is not recognized or you know, people are just not even seeing value in you, where you are not looked at as a needed addition to the situation. And people are just not appreciating you. You just feel underappreciated for what you're bringing to the table. You are likely showing up to the wrong places. That's usually the problem. You're just showing up in the wrong places. And wrong doesn't necessarily mean that people don't appreciate you at all. But again, what other people want from you and what they're willing to give you to get it versus what you actually want in exchange for what you're bringing to the table don't always align. I'll give you an example. In 2017, let's say, I went and spoke at a conference. And this conference did not know me. I called them. All right, they didn't call me. I called them. And just keep in mind, all right, I told you that your value is highest when they're calling you. But sometimes if nobody's calling you, all right, you got to call some people. Nobody knows you. All right, nobody, at this point, I was very unknown in the speaking world. And I still think I'm relatively unknown in the speaking world. It's not like I'm some world famous speaker to this day. I can still dial some number. I still ring phones to this day. All right, so I'm not telling you that there may never come a time for some of you to ever stop dialing phones. All right, even the biggest people you know out there as far as influencers and names, as far as entrepreneurs, like actual business owners, I'm not talking about social media influencers, people who are actually run businesses, they all still 
spend money on advertising. All right, they all still make outbound calls, or at least people in their company make outbound calls to sell their stuff. So don't think just because you're quote unquote known or famous that that means you just wait for the phone to ring. That is not the case. Anyway, 2017, my phone was not ringing at all when it came to speaking. So I started ringing phones and I'm pretty good at ringing phones. I'm good at it. So I ring phones. I get this event that says, all right, Dre, you can come and speak and do a breakout session at our conference. They did not pay me for this conference. They did not even pay for my travel or my hotel. I paid for the flight, the hotel and all my food. When I was there, they didn't give me a dime. I went there and spoke. Nobody knew me when I showed up. I gave my speech. I left about the speech was in. I gave a speech around March. Right. So around about October of that same year, 2017, I get a email from the person who ran that event and said, hey, Dre, me and a couple of the organizers from our event, you know, we're getting ready for next year's event. Uh, we want to have a phone call with you. Can we schedule a call? So we get on the call. I believe this was a phone call. Might have been a Zoom call, but we got on the call and they said, well, look, Dre, here's the reason why we're getting on this call. We reviewed our last event that you spoke at. We asked the attendees, who'd you like best? You know, who's somebody who you may want to see next year or you know, was you know, surprisingly good or whatever? And overwhelming response, Dre, was they liked you. They really liked your speech. So I gave them a speech called Work On Your Game. And they really liked that speech. So here's what we want to do, Dre. We want to not only invite you to come speak at next year's event in the same place, we also want you to be our keynote speaker this time and we're going to pay you. And I said, Yes. Right. Learn how to say yes. Now, you're in business. Your word is yes. And so you need to start saying no. So I said, yes. I said, I'll go ahead and do it. They said, well, here's the thing. All right. Being at the kind of event that we are and any of you who's in business consulting or speaking, you have heard this kind of speech before, but we are not a big organization or we don't have a ton of money. They started framing the fact that they were about to tell me that they didn't have the money to pay me my actual fee, which they did not. They did not have the money. We negotiated a number. I was going to take it anyway. I knew what my mindset was. At the time. I was going to take it no matter what. And we negotiated a number. All right. So we came to a number which was less than my normal fee. And I go and do the speech. Of course, again, I smashed it on stage, dominated, did my thing as I'm supposed to. And they were, let's just say when it came to the money, they paid me, I believe they gave me a 50% deposit up front. And then they gave me the other 50% on the back end. Side note to entrepreneurs out there. All right. People, when you have things the way that they're supposed to be, when it comes to the way you run your finances, this is for all of you out there. I don't care what you do for a living. You get your money up front. You don't get your money after the work. You get your money before the work. You don't get your money after the work. You get your money before the work. And the only reason that I accepted this setup of a 50% deposit up front and then 50% on the back end, that's the deal that we agreed to is because they insisted that they could not do it another way. They said, because of this bureaucracy and how we do this and the organization in charge we can only give you 50% up front and we have to give you the other 50% within 30 days of the event. We can't do it any other way. They claimed. Now, I know better now, seven years later than I knew then. If someone would came with this offer today, I would say, well, then y'all gonna have to find another speaker, but you're gonna give me all my money up front, especially because I'm giving you a discount. I'm giving you a discount. You give me my full fee up front. All right, whatever I agree to, I'm already giving you a discount and you want me to take half the money on the back end? Hell fucking no. You give me all my money. That's what I would say now. Now, I was not as smart then. So I accepted this. So they gave me half the money up front. They were supposed to give me the other half on the back end. They're taking too long to give me my damn money. And I'm really getting annoyed. And I'm getting annoyed because they're not paying me the second half of my money. And I got to thinking about the things that I'm telling you here today. I wasn't, I couldn't have fleshed this episode out seven years ago, but I can flesh it out now. And it was as if they didn't really appreciate the fact that they had only paid me a percentage of my fee in the first damn place. And then they were taking along giving me my money as if I'm supposed to be thankful that they're giving me anything. 
And that's the part that really annoyed me. It's not the fact that they were, was they paid me my full fee and it was taking long, or they had this bureaucracy and we can only pay you half up front and half. If they were paying me my full fee, I would have been more understanding. But, but I'm already giving you a discount and you are paying me money after the fact. I don't take my money after the fact. And you're taking loan with it. OK, that was three strikes. Are we playing baseball over here? All right. Three strikes. You are out. And yeah, I got annoyed with these people. And let's just say I haven't done any business with them since then. We can just end it on that note. When you have a proven resume and a track record. You want to strategically place yourself in places where that resume and track record matter to the people there, where they actually appreciate what you're doing, even when you're doing it at you're doing it for less than what you would normally do it for. And it's not even that even to this day, right? even to this day, someone comes to me and they offer me and maybe they don't have my full fee for me to do something. If they have something, I'll be willing to work with somebody. But don't fucking act like you're doing me a favor by paying me when you already give me less than what my actual number is. I told you number I get you give me less than the number and well, I'm supposed to be thanking you. No, motherfucker. You're supposed to be paying me. <laughs> and even to this day, I will negotiate. I will work with people. I will work with people. But I don't like when people play these kind of games. And they lean on their was the bureaucracy. That's the reason why it's taking so long. I don't want to hear that shit. And I'm not telling all of you. I want to say this again. It's the reason why there's an asterisk in this title. I'm not telling all of you to go around and start behaving like this or thinking like this or talking to anybody like this. I do these things because I put myself in position to do these things. And if you're not quite there yet, that's okay. All right. When I first got in the game, the person I was telling you about earlier, all right, they were in a position to do those things. I was not. I was not in that position. Right? Hence, why well, I was speaking somewhere for free and paying for my own flights and hotels. I don't do that anymore. But there was a time when I would. And if I was starting over again, I would do it again. Okay. So you got to know when to have the humility of respecting the position that you're in and the place that you are not yet at. Okay. Now, with that out of the way, make sure that wherever you're going, you're going somewhere where your presence is appreciated. And once you have a track record, you can start demanding, not of other people, but of yourself, that you only show up in places where your presence is appreciated. It's not about them. It's about you. Because nobody can make you accept the deal that you don't want to accept. You choose to accept it. So, for example, and the places where you show up, even when you have a track record, doesn't have to be everywhere. Maybe you think you should be very welcome in this place over here, but they don't think so. That's completely fine. Go find another place. Go find another place. There's always more where that came from. All right, that's your mindset. For example, if you're a shooting guard playing basketball and you tried to join the L.A. Lakers when Kobe Bryant was there, all right, you wouldn't be able to show your abilities in their best light. You probably would not be that appreciated at that time in that place because there was already somebody in your spot and who probably you weren't going to take that spot. They already had somebody firmly in a position that you wanted to occupy. Probably not a good idea strategically by you to try to show your game at that position in that place with that team because they already got somebody. And they aren't looking, they're not looking around, right? They're not looking for another option. All right. But however, if you took that same skill set to a different team at the same time, maybe you have an opportunity to be a star because they need somebody in that spot. So sometimes you are just showing up in the wrong place at the wrong time. Maybe the timing is off. Nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just the bad timing. Sometimes that happens. And this is why you always want to have more than one option when it comes to the way you are operating in your business. Never want to leave yourself with just one lead or one client or one opportunity or one way of making things happen because something happens to that one way or that one way is blocked. Now, what are you going to do? You know, those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway. Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. 
I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, from the Amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is don't play on anyone's B team. Number three, when your game is proven to deliver, when you have proof that you can deliver, you must strategically find the places where people are excited for you to show up. Stop selling yourself short to be around those who don't want you around or do not necessarily need you around. It's a long sentence. Let me say it again. Once you have proven that you can deliver, i.e. you have a resume, you must get strategic about finding the places where people will be excited to see you walk in the door so that you can stop selling yourself short trying to be around people who don't really want you around or don't necessarily need you around. See, there are some places where people will welcome you. If you show up, it's cool, but it's not like they need you. Right? Once you have a proven track record, you don't need to hang in those places where it's cool for you to be there, but they don't really need you there. You want to be in places where they need you there and they want you there and they're excited because you showed up. Those are the places you want to be. You spend all your time in those places once you have a resume. Now, if you have no resume, go anywhere that people will let you walk in the door and so you can prove yourself. Just like me. And when I went and did that speaking gig for free and paid my own flight in my own hotel, nobody knew who the hell I was. I walked there. Nobody knew me. But when I walked out, they knew me. And what was that? I had game. I went out there and I performed. Everything I was talking about here, the key to all of this is your ability to perform. If you can perform and produce results, you will build a track record. All right, so you drop me in a room right now today, people who are looking for personal, professional development, give me an hour to give a speech. By the time I walk out that room, I'm going to have new fans because I can't perform. That's the key to all of this. What do we say all the time here on the show? Performance and results-based business, folks. So as you move forward in business, the more you perform, the more people should want and need you around because of what they've seen from you. So make sure you're not settling to be in places where you are merely tolerated. You want to be in places where you are wanted, needed, and if you were to leave, something would be missing. If you leave, what would be missing? You should ask yourself that. Any spaces you're in, if you weren't there anymore, would anything be missing? Would people notice that you were gone? Those are the places that you need to be because this is where you have the highest value where you subsequently can have the highest price because when your value is high, your price can be high. This happens most often when, again, they're calling you, not you calling them. I'm going to do an entire episode just on that concept alone very soon, how to have them calling you instead of you calling them. You can set your business up that way. You got a huge opportunity, but that's one of the things that I work with people on in work on your game university. So I'll give you some clues as to how those ways work in a future episode of the show. So let's recap what we got here today was don't play on anybody's B team. One of the most important aspects of creating success in life is having leverage. The way to have leverage is you want to be an 18 player everywhere that you go. And that's when they need you. When they need you, they'll do what you say. Number one, this concept all assumes you had a skill and resume to take this stance. If you don't have this, stop. All right. That's why I told you performance and results based business. You must actually have a resume of proof that you deliver. Number two, Go where you're adored, not where you're ignored. Go to places where people actually are happy that you're there. They're excited for you to be there and they will do what it takes to make sure that you are there, that you stay there and that you want to come back. If you're in a place where those things are not happening, you're probably in the wrong place. And number three, when your game is proven to deliver, you got to strategically work to find places where people want what you need 
want what you have. They need what you have. And they're willing to give you what you want in exchange to get what you bring to the table. If you're not finding that in the places that you're at, you're probably just in the wrong places. You just need to do a better job of strategizing and marketing for yourself. And that's why we have Work On Your Game University. So any of you want to get better at coming up with a game plan, a system to market yourself so that you can show up in places where people actually need and want what you bring to the table, to where you can name your price and you can make the money that you want to make and actually have some leverage in your business, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Schedule time to get on a call with us and we'll take it from there. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me. 305-384-6894. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game university.com.